Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Welcome to another Player Profile and Projection here on Talking Yanks, where we've been giving you an episode a day every day until opening day, brought to you by SeatGeek. Today we're talking about Clark Schmidt. Clarky, not part of the trade for Soto, which some people thought he may be, stays with the Yanks in the rotation as we speak right now. Uh, prospect for the Yanks debuted. We don't get too many kind of like we've heard about this pitcher in triple a for a while and double a, and then he's a prospect. We had savvy. We had Monty. It's not that common for it was their Yankees first round fans. Pick. Yeah. Last year he started 32 games, had a four, six, four ERA, uh, and really was a tale of pitching and learning and going out there and, and learning while doing the job. And I think there's a lot of pride in, uh, and the game started, the innings pitched, and uh, and the progress made. Big time. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to to chop up Clarkie's season. Uh, the, the horrendous start to the year, then he got rolling, and then kind of a tough finish, but the they didn't necessarily care about stats too much at a certain point. They were just, you know, hey, Clark, go out there, throw another. Let's see if you can get through this one. Uh, just to kind of build up his innings and stamina, hopefully something that pays off this season. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, the Yankees are a unique organization. It's everything the opposite of a team like the Oakland A's. Uh, you know, sometimes it's tough to get your shot. It, it's funny to think back of Clark Schmidt. You know, Clark Clark Schmidt two years ago, 2022, got 29 games out of the bullpen, and you know, we remember him getting thrown into that that playoff series huh. and that was kind of that was a weird one to head into it and that was kind of a lot of a lot of Clark's early career remember the Clark debut uh him and Davey piggyback day I think a seven inning game in Baltimore that it was hmm. there's a lot of odd stuff with Clark that it was like last year uh he ended up in the rotation uh he stayed in the rotation and you know, there is something to be said about doing 32 starts and throwing 159 innings pitch. The question just is, what can he build on? Like, this is the absolute pivot point of a career. Like, are the hitters going to adjust? Because uh, if they do, you know, Clark's numbers on the whole last year aren't too pretty. Or is Clark going to make the adjustment and be the ultra competitor we've heard about? Like, you almost think there's some weird stuff there every time a Yankees ask, like, who's the most competitive guy? Clark's name comes out of their mouth I think it's first. Confident. So is he like a bad guy to play ping pong against? I don't know. We'll research that. We'll talk to him a little bit. He's got good shirt fashion. As we saw him rocking our JM Bader shirt a lot last year. So go check out the store. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's do you? Th- and I'll ask you, Jim. You you normally have a good eye for pitching if, if it plays or not. Wow. Does it play? Yeah, I actually love some of the prep work okay. we have on this thing. Uh, the sheet that BBD put together. 
because it was uh, an area that maybe if I spent time on baseball, Savant, I would find it there. But it does seem like Clark, uh, the cutters, a topic, and then versus lefties is a topic, and those have been topics. But a, a, and we I can we can talk about those. But a new one that I like on this sheet is about um, finding the edge of the plate because the numbers are kind of cool. Last year, his in-zone rate, like his pit, throwing his pitches four strikes, he was 27th highest. So he's pretty good at finding the strike zone. But putting those pitches on the edges, he was ninth lowest. So he's finding the heart of the plate way too much. Um, his meatball rate was the worst, meaning like just like a fastball down the middle, and he got hammered on those pitches. I think that's actually really interesting because if you think about uh, Clark in the minors and that spring camp when he won like summer camp, he run like he won like MVP of summer camp, whatever that was, the COVID year. His pitches are are delightful to watch because they have so much movement and break. And my uneducated guess would be that that played anywhere in the zone, more in the minors. That he's like, my slider's nasty. I can just put that right through the heart of the zone. You're going to miss it. And in the majors, it doesn't play that much. So that's something that we can try to fine-tune and say, hey, you just need to change your release point, you know, and stop finding the heart of the plate because his results when he did find the edge was really good. I like that. Um, a, lot let, of o, a lot of O2 counts there at the – some of the stats we had that basically said if he had a if he had a batter o two he was technically the worst pitcher at getting them out in that situation so it's almost like reverse Yankees offense like get to those hitters counts for the Yankees offense and then hit for Clark he got to those good pitcher counts like the o two and he couldn't put them away and I I guess the thing that jumps out to me is like his his curveball which that's what we've heard about with Clark the whole time like even. First round draft pick minor leagues, like his curveball's got the most spin to it. That curveball is going to play. Um, it was his third most thrown pitch, and it easily, was it his fourth most thrown pitch? And it easily had the best results. So for me, that would be one of the first things I'm pointing at. And again, maybe, hopefully, we're talking about last year being this massive building block for Clark Schmidt where he was learning the cutter, learning the sinker. Because you're going to throw a lot of fastballs at the major league level. You just, like, have to to kind of survive. That he's finding ways to use the cutter and sinker to keep hitters off balance. And I like that the cutter originally brought in to kind of be his lefty weapon. He ended up, he started using it against righties a little bit, too, to keep them off balance. So, like... There's an awesome world where last year was the first step of Clark becoming kind of a staple of the Yankees rotation for the next few years. Um, and hopefully that's what we're seeing, where he can be, you know, a slightly above league average pitcher, hopefully for the next four or five years. Okay, the bad news is he never figured out lefties. Right. Uh, his his splits against lefties were, were bad before the season, during the season, and if you go break out the month by month, as he got better as a pitcher, he did not get better against lefties. I mean, he he had lefties had a um, 484 expected slugging against him and a 309 expecting batting average in September. And in uh, in August, it was 529 slugging with a 373 batting average against him. So, you know, as he improved, lefties stayed crushing him, and maybe he got better at, like, avoiding the damage. 
but I would be interested to go look at him versus a team like the Rays, who's going to platoon you to death, or a team... Red Sox have a bunch of lefties in their lineup this year. Did they last year? What were some other teams that he had? Uh, they still had a lot of lefties last year. I feel like they're more lefty now. The Red Sox. The Rays last year, he got two starts, 11 innings, six three five ERA. And I wonder if that was a lot of lefties doing damage. But So that is still something we need to conquer because they're still somewhat drastic, drastic, the splits there. I guess that's where I'm surprised to see, like, even the curveball versus lefty had good numbers as well. Like, I, I don't know. I know pitching's not always as simple as throw that good pitch, but sometimes you got to throw that good pitch, right? I think so. The curveball got me? the curveball got the lefties. He upped the curveball usage in August and September. Okay. So uh, that's nice. Let's see. How'd we do how'd we do against some teams last year, Clark? Uh Braves lit you up, okay? <laughs> Orioles, four starts of five four, did well against the Red Sox. Um let's see. Tigers kind of got him. Bad start against the Giants. Uh he was good against the Blue Jays. Two starts, three. Nice. Three, Too many righties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a question we asked Boone like early on. Start Clark against the Blue Jays. That'd be nice. Find him a Blue Jays day. And they had more left. They got two impact lefties going. The curveball is the only pitch he threw to lefties that didn't have a good batting average. Every other pitch has a batting average that starts with a three. Besides the curveball has a 181. Yeah. And I mean, man, the slugging numbers lefties put up against him are insane on all pitches all year. So, yeah, that is that is a big thing is lefties. Lefties, get lefties out because if you can get lefties out, you can pitch deeper. And he, I, need, I need him to pitch more than – he averaged um, real math 4.9 innings a game. So, around 5, 4.2 to 5. Just under 5. Which is, you know, you think, oh, in today's day and age, that's good. Well, if every five days you have – you have to use three to four bullpen guys. That's tough. So, like, you need to mix in some less. And even, I, I guess, I, I guess the part of that is, because we're, you know, Clark's coming in the season essentially as our fifth starter, right? Like, I think depending how you juggle the lefty-righties. No, yeah, I think so. Um you know, like I, literally pitch. Four. There's not a there's not a ton of fifth starters out there that teams are looking at like, wow, we get six innings, good baseball out of them every day. True. But you would love if there was even once a month you got the seven point one, yeah, two Ernie's against the Jays or whatever yeah. it is. So that's that's something to look for. And again, they were trying to check those boxes at the end of the season. He he, uh, what was it six point two against Tampa, uh, six point one against. Uh, am I in the right game log there? I think so. Um, so they they did try to push that envelope a little bit uh, towards the end of the year just to get him some reps. Um, I don't know. You hope that pays off next year. And I I don't know. I guess the other the other side of the coin, which you know we're we're trying to be honest Yankee fans about, is like okay, you know Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole, Rodon. We talk about him a lot. Uh, Stroman, Stroman, and I I did like that there was maybe some Stroman Clark Schmidt. <laughs> partnership that they can figure out because they do have like similar repertoires. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, what Stro, what's kept you in the show doing your thing for so long? If you if we if we could get the cool spring training Stro Clark story, sign me up for that. 
Uh, Nestor's Nestor. He's got this weird factor to him. He made the all-star team. When other teams see Clark, it's almost like they're seeing the Yankees' rotations five-starter. Like, hey, this if we're not getting this guy, we're really going to struggle against the other guys. Uh, and if Clark can make that step, it makes the whole wheel turn just so much better. So I don't, I don't know. I guess is do you want to find? I have good news for you. Well, what do you want to find from him? A better like four lefties. I want him is to that breeze cutter? through is it some sinker? games. I want him to have games that okay. he can like breeze through. He didn't really have that last year because lefties are still an issue. So like you got to dance around them, pitch carefully. Right. Or, or you couldn't get out well, the O2 pitches. Like, let's get some quick strikeouts. Um, that's where I think he pitched all year. He put us in games. He got better as the year went on. I, I loved all that. But it never felt like, damn, Clark's breezing through this one. So just give me, like, one of those a month. Get, get, get to the 6th, 7th, you know? So he probably doesn't see the Astros. First start, Snakes. Second start, Blue Jays. I have bad news for you, and then oh. I have good news. So I think he's Snakes, Blue Jays, Guardians. I can work with that. There's a lefty batter that the most the batter that the the batter that has the most plate appearances against Clark Schmidt is a lefty. Okay. Bad news. He won't be pitching to him this year. He dominates him. So Clark Schmidt is good against one lefty. Yeah. But you won't be seeing that lefty this year. And that lefty happens to have 24 plate appearances versus Clark Schmidt, which is 10 more than second place. Okay. Verdugo. Teammates. Now they're teammates. Other good news, Masataka Yoshida last year, 0 for 10 against Clark Schmidt. Just not. Cutters. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was bad against Cutters. Um, Devers crushes him. So the Devers numbers, 14 hmm. plate appearances, six hits. Yeah, I mean, that's, Two homers, I, one I was kind of like aiming a conversation to something like that, and I, I faded away a little bit. Like, what... What Rafael Devers sees when he sees Clark Schmidt on the mound, I don't want that anymore. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's a veteran pitcher that's that's been on the mound a while, you wonder, like, what tricks they've got in their sleeve or David Cohn talking about him. And you'll hear Coney, like, perk up. It'll be like, ooh, he threw, threw, him a little, threw him a little what's that there. Like, when I see Clark against Devers and it's the fourth inning with two outs and there's runners on first and second... I mean, maybe this is just a Devers problem because he's really that good. That guy against everyone, he's a monster. But I need like, a, like Clark. What are you gonna set him up with to get to the curve? Or where, you know, can you throw a first pitch cutter that's good enough that it gets on his hands? Like he needs a couple of those. Like I need, I need a couple pelts on the wall. Oh, you want me to give you some studs that he like is, when that Ian, he's good against? We just did Ian Hamilton and how like he had that Tampa save day that like won me over. I need Clark to put a pelt on the wall. Like man, he he got Devers with the bases. You want to hear some pelts that he has already? Cedric Mullins, that guy's zero for eight in his nine plate appearances. God. And uh, Randy Rosarena, yeah, stinks against Clark. Not patient enough. No, yeah, yep. So there you go. Player he's strucking out the most, Christian Bethencourt. Mm. So there you go. That's Clark Schmidt. Uh, I'll get a random video prepped, and we have the projections and the uh, baseball impressions and the over under. Hey, the other, the other thing I'll spin as a positive way, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Kind of what what we've talked about with roles. 
Like, Clark Schmidt is coming onto the Yankees as a starting pitcher in the rotation. He's never had that. That's kind of nice. Last year, right? I think was I think he at the in? start of spring, was he, like, known coming into the year? Was him he and knew Domingo he was gonna be going to be a starter. I think on paper, he and Domingo were, like, battling. I think, yeah, I think, but Everyone they, got hurt. They I think had, it was a fifth-star battle that ended instantly, but I'm just saying through yeah. the offseason. Like, Clark Schmidt. I think he, before camp, he was there. I mean, they were stretching he him was, out, but the he year was before, be he had 29 yes, yes. relief but, uh, yeah, appearances, yeah, yeah. three yeah. starts. Like, in January, he didn't know. In February, he did. You're the starting pitcher. Well, interesting. The random the video. Okay. Yeah, he started oh, no. game two. No, no, no. I don't know what the random video. Against it opens Houston. with the versus lefties versus righties yeah. graphic, which is funny. It's versus Houston. We're in the top of the fifth, and the Yankees have a lead, so he's pitched decent enough. And uh, it's to Jake Myers. Okay, little cutter. Off uh, the cutter fouled back for a strike. Bang the curveball, strike him out at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Actually, that was a, there was already two strikes. NBA season is underway. Go make sure you're getting in on the action with their no-sweat bet. What's that about? You place a bet, even if it goes awry, you get a bonus bet back up to 1000 bucks, minimum of $5 deposit. Make sure you sign up using promo code YANKS. They've got their daily fantasy stuff too, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code YANKS and get a no-sweat bet. That's from Cody Yanks only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. I loaded like four more random videos. Obviously. And they've all been good so far. So that's awesome. Big? Yeah. What's um guy in left field just caught it out. I don't know who that was. I don't know who that was. They have an over Bowers. under. I've I've got two questions for you. They've got an over under of five and a half starts pitching into the seventh. Ooh, into so, the seventh? So that would be six. Dot. Throwing pitches Six in the plus. seventh inning. So he did that three times last year. Four and a half? Five and a half was the line. Uh, yeah, let's be cocky. That's what huh? they say. This That is the most confident guy they've ever seen or known to ever live. Hmm. So let's hammer the over. He did it three times last year. Uh, one time he came out in the sixth with two outs. Campy. Um, yeah, I see no reason why not. Okay. He learned a lot. What, no, um, the six with two outs was Seattle. Do you care about Seattle? Yeah, 5.2. That means he left in the sixth inning with two outs. Mm. Okay. That's the thing, right? Leaving in the seventh inning? Yes, he pitched. He threw pitches in the seventh Threw inning. pitches in the seventh. Yeah, so he did that three times. Right. Almost there's did it in a, that There's Seattle a fourth game. that he got. Not in That he was an out away yeah. from. That, that, there's one he was, an, he was an out away, and they took him out. Right. He had, well, he had, what, one, two, three, four, four, five point two inning starts last year? Uh, I guess that's where I was getting a little. Yes, uh, I was looking all the way on the right where you see exited, and I guess they their next uh, descending thing is men on base. So it didn't work. So Uh, yeah, okay. So turn like two of more of those, and you're there. What do you want the innings to look like at the end of the year? 
Because I was actually surprised. 159, like 160, that's kind of... He made every start. Right. Yeah. So, um, but there is some weird, like, area in my brain where I'd rather you, uh, like, like if there's a benign stint. Like, I don't, like, I just rather the innings per game be higher. Yeah. Because it kills the bullpen to have to use them that much consistently. So it's great that a starter is taking these innings, taking the ball every week, but then it's like... I need to get just a little more out of you. Yeah, I guess give me more either direction. Yeah. You know, if if you're going to do this with 174 innings, cool. If you're going to get better at 160 innings, I'll figure that out. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Misses a couple starts. It'd be nice if, like, every time he pitches, be it's, like, surprising if he doesn't finish the fifth. That'd be really nice. And then average a little more. But. You got to figure out the lefties because that's going to get you fast. That's going to get you quicker innings. And when you get down to that third time through and a close game, the be- the team is going to deploy their bench if they don't if they have lefties there. So like that's uh, I think a, the biggest key to getting deeper into games. I didn't know how to find this like a time sensitive version of the split, but I wonder if that middle stretch that was good was he like way better versus lefties in that stretch. What was the stretch? I had that. It was his middle. What, 15 starts? Uh, I have it in the dock. It's the middle 15 games. Is there one two-month span there that, like, I can look at just those two months? For sure. Uh, So that'd be, like, your June, July? The sixth and seventh months. Um, In June, he was... That's his best. He had to be better than the bad months, but that's his best like month good? versus lefties in June, and in July, yeah, those are the two months with the lowest expected batting average and the lowest expected slugging. But July, the slugging's bad. But yeah, well, they they, there him, are they some stats that are the better in those months. But also wonder so which lefties. Not, not like he didn't figure out that specific issue for any stretch. Do that all year. You learned yeah. you learned a trick. Don't Two games against Boston in that stretch. Okay. Become the righty Monty. Verdugo and Yoshida yeah. helped him out. <laughs> Here they be teammates. Subscribe. Come back tomorrow for more. Eat a bagel. Mmm. Curve. Strikes. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.